Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine here, and welcome back to the Sunday Seether podcast. I am so glad to be with you today, and I wanted to share a short analogy that I've been using a lot in my one-on-one coaching lately, and I thought that it may be of use to you all, too. But before we do that, I did want to do a little bit of housekeeping, just life updates, and share a little bit about what's going on here as we transition into fall. Um, I am rewriting the copy, reformatting, refreshing the Soothe Mastermind. And I might not even call it a mastermind anymore because that lingo is very popular in the coaching world. And I know what it means. And a lot of other people who are in the world know what it means, but I don't think anybody else knows what it means. And I also don't think it really resonates with what Soothe is, which is more like a circle or a mentorship or a group coaching program or a council of some sorts. But um, the waitlist for Soothe 2024 is now open. And in case you're brand new to my podcast or to my world, Soothe is my year-long group coaching program, circle, mentorship, mastermind, <laughs> whatever I'm going to call it, for highly sensitive women who want to come together to share vulnerably, to work on dreams and goals, and to learn tactics that will help you thrive as a highly sensitive person. So in Soothe, we go month by month through a year-long curriculum together, and I teach you the tools that I use in my day-to-day life for nervous system regulation, emotional regulation, mindset shifts, identity shifts, energy work. And we also um, meet in small groups. So when you join Soothe, you get placed into a small group of three to five women that you journey with through the year. Um, We meet twice a month. I facilitate those small groups, so I'm in them with you too. And they are a mix of live exercises, live coaching, sharing, celebrating, and um, being vulnerable with one another. I think group work is one of my absolute favorite things to do. um, And it has been incredibly powerful for me. Before I started my coaching business, I was in group therapy for 10 years and um, maybe not 10 years, eight years, but it was a long ass time. (laughs) And it was a really um, powerful shift for me because it required more vulnerability of me, more allowing of myself to be seen. And working with others relationally um, in a really deep and special way. So that's why I incorporated it into Soothe as well. Um, The other update with Soothe that I'm really excited about, and I plan on doing more podcasts on this, is I'm going to incorporate more earth wisdom into Soothe. And so what does earth wisdom mean? Um, Earth wisdom, earth medicine is really a way of talking about working with uh, earth medicinal healing Um, that is from nature. And so that means herbs, that means plant medicine, that means mushroom medicine, that means flower essences, which I love. And I am so excited to incorporate that into Soothe because it's not, you know, it's it's really popular to talk about these things now, and they're much more mainstream than they used to be. Um, But it's not like a one and done healing thing, like you work with plant medicine and like your life is great and everything's switched and you like totally are fine now. <laughs> it's it's a deepening practice. It's a practice that that takes I think a lot of thoughtfulness and depth and time to come into and to be with. Um and it sometimes 
maybe always brings up surprising things for folks. Um, But it also has felt like kind of the missing puzzle piece for me. Um, I've been working with plant medicine for, I don't know, a year and a half now. And with flower essences before that for three years and with herbs before that for many years, um, much on my own in my own study, and then some in some practice programs or cohorts with other people, especially for the plant medicine um, and the microdosing in which I did that. So I really knew I wanted to bring that because I think those those elements, the earth wisdom, the earth medicine, are incredibly impactful for highly sensitive people, especially who are already so attuned to nature and wish to be more deeply connected with nature. And um, yeah, they're really lovely. So you can go over to katherinedandrews.com backslash soothe and read more about the year long program. And make sure you get on the wait list because that's where I'll be um, sending out information first. And it's going to be capped this year at 15 women. So um, I would love to talk to you if you're interested about that. Um, the other thing is I'm hosting a retreat. I am partnering again with my beloved Kelly Barrett, who is a movement and yoga teacher par excellence. And we are doing a three day, um, New Year's Eve retreat. This retreat, uh, we hosted it last year and we're going back to the same place. And it was just, it was just lovely, lovely, lovely last year. Um, the place is beautiful. It's in Western Maryland. It's about, um, it's not far from BWI airport in Baltimore or Dulles airport in Virginia. And we can also help with transportation and figuring that out for anybody who's interested. Um, And we're going to come together. We're going to have about 15 women. Four of the spots are already taken actually by people who came last year. They signed up right away because they wanted to come back. And it's going to be a a beautiful few days. Um, There's going to be yoga, morning and evening meditation that Kelly's going to lead. There's also going to be workshops that I'm teaching. I'm going to teach tarot workshop. I'm going to teach a goal setting workshop. And I might teach another workshop, maybe EFT, maybe feng shui. Maybe I'll pull the group (laughs) and see what they would would like to learn. Um, But you're going to be setting yourself up intentionally for the year ahead. There's also a fireplace. There's silent hours. So there's lots of reflection time. There are hikes in nature. Um, And really, it's your time, too. We don't force participation in any of the groups. And if you just wanted to kind of just hang out by yourself for the whole three days, that'd be totally fine. It's a sober retreat, no alcohol, no drugs, um, but we will have delicious mocktails and we will have like special food. The retreat owner cooks the food. Uh, we accommodate all, all dietary needs and requests. The food is usually vegetarian and or vegan and it's really good, which is good because like we know that now because we went last year. <laughs> you never know. Sometimes when you're going to a retreat place for the first time, you're like, Oh my God, is this going to be any good? But um, the retreat owner was lovely. And she also offers on-site massage and Reiki therapy. Um, She does that. She offers that. And you can book that for an additional fee. Anyways, that is over. Oh my God. Like, what is the URL for that? I'll put it in the show notes, but it's on Kelly's website. It's at kellyabarrett.com slash Shenandoah retreat. Um, yeah. So check that out. And if that's of interest, we would love, love, love to have you there. Kelly and I work really hard to create a gentle and safe environment. We, um, we usually have a zoom beforehand with the retreat participants. We send you tons of information. We are extremely accessible and available. Um, lots of people came by themselves to the retreat last year. So you don't have to feel like you have a friend or, um, you know, another person, you know, to come with, but we had, we had people like a pair of sisters come last year. That was awesome. Um, you know, sometimes people come with friends, but there are going to be people there who don't know anybody. So if that's, you know, of concern to you, um, we work really hard at making everybody feel absolutely included to the level that they are comfortable with. Like I said, if you kind of want to spend a lot of time alone or not do the activities, um, we honor that too. 
So yeah, those are the two things. And of course, you know, HLA is open, um, my leadership academy, because I've been talking about that a lot. <laughs> so that is open till October 1st. Okay, thank you for being with me for the housekeeping. And I also just want to say thank you for being with me through promotional periods of my work. Um, it's a lot, it can be really annoying. I totally honor that. <laughs> it's annoying for me sometimes too. <laughs> and I'm always like, uh, oh, how do I like balance the thread? I wish I could just send like one email and like, it would be great. I would hit my enrollment goals. I would hit my revenue goals. I would call on the right clients. And honestly, that has never really been the case for me. Um, there's usually a lot of writing and promotional material in email, Instagram, podcasts that that I do feel called to do and that I feel is necessary to do. And it can be overwhelming if the topic isn't of interest to you. Um, and in that case, I hope you honor your needs and just like delete the emails or delete the podcasts that aren't relevant or, you know, unsubscribe if you need to, too. Like, I completely get that. Um, I worked uh, this year with my incredible assistant, Sarah. Her name is Sarah Carefoot. If you need an assistant, like an operations assistant, she's bomb. Um, and we did our best to transfer to a new email platform that would allow you to opt out from HLA or promotional emails um, that were specifically about HLA if it wasn't relevant to you. It had a couple of bugs, I hope and think it worked um, okay, because I always, you know, it's hard to do like consent-based marketing, which is something that I aim for, um, where the person who is receiving the marketing has signed up to do that and is interested in it and feels okay with the volume and everything. And I don't think I like do it perfectly at all, but, um, I want to get better and better at it. And, and at the same time, recognizing like the volume of my promotional stuff can be kind of a lot. So I also always try to make the writing and the copy interesting and like having some lessons too, even if HLA doesn't apply to you or the program doesn't apply to you, you can hopefully still get some value out of what I write in the promotional emails and materials. So just a note of gratitude for you. Um, cause you know, a lot of people on the internet are trying to get you to buy stuff <laughs> and it can be really overwhelming sometimes. And that's a little bit how, how it also works in terms of exchange. And, but I never take it for granted, um, that I have listeners and email readers who, who stay, even if they're not interested in what I'm selling. So gratitude to you. Okay. So Actually, what I wanted to talk today, I think, is a little bit related to leadership because it is a perspective shift that has been coming up for me a lot in my one-on-one clients who are kind of moving out of a passive mindset into a more active and powerful one. And the metaphor I'm, I'm using that I've been using with them and that I will be using with you today is that of the rock and the river. Um, so I... I love rivers. I think I'm water-wise, I'm kind of a river person. <laughs> I love the ocean, but rivers have always held, there's some potency and magic in them for some reason. There's something about the movement of the water, um, the, the, the banks of the river, the wildlife that's able to come to the river, that they can cut through all sorts of terrain and landscape, um, that they're a source of sustenance and, and life for many people and also a source of like joy and recreation. Um, and, you know, if you've ever hung out by rivers, you know that a lot of the times there are rocks <laughs> in the river, um, especially in the Tippecanoe River, where I spend every August in Indiana. Um, most of the shorelines are very rocky. And these rocks are, you know, fist size or smaller rocks that, you know, are like probably each of them is like an old ancient glacier or something. It's just been worn down over tens of thousands of years. Um, but in these concepts, there is the river, which is the life force that is moving along things that's kind of not really in control isn't the way I want to phrase it necessarily, but that has the agency, right? 
It's bigger than the rock. It has more energy than the rock, more momentum, more power. And in rivers, there are rocks. And rocks, you know, I'm sure I'm an animist, so I believe that rocks have their own agency and consciousness and soul. But they're smaller than the river. And a lot of times they are sort of just pushed about by the river, tumbled about by the river, right? The rock is tossed about by the river at the mercy of the river. It doesn't have much agency or control in how it gets swept along. And the river, on the other hand, is the life force that moves as it will. It's the one that's sort of dictating how things go. And so what I want to offer you today is this analogy of the rock versus the river and ask, which mode are you in? Um, Are you in rock mode or are you in river mode? (laughs) And so rock mode, again, not to discount that rocks have their own purpose and agency. And this is kind of how the whole harmony thing works in nature. So it's not like rocks are like, oh, my God, I'm in the fucking river. This is the worst. (laughs) But rocks, by necessity, are the ones who are kind of tumbled along by the river, right? There's a passivity in a little bit of how the rocks are moved along by the river. They don't have a ton of say. And so if when you're in rock mode, it can feel like everything around you is out of your control, um, like you are being tossed along by the vagaries of life. And this is a little bit in the place here where we are thinking that something else is in total control of us, that we have no power in how things go. The rock mode might be where we're feeling a little bit passive, not setting boundaries, maybe giving away our power to others. And we can just say like, this is how life is. I just get tumbled along by life and it takes me where it may. And it usually like does all these negative things to me, right? Um, And if you find yourself in rock mode, I want to encourage you to think about how can you start being in river mode, right? And this is the shift that happens when we have a mindset shift, understanding that actually you know, giving credence to the oppressive systems that live in our life and affect each of us, um, some much more, much more than others, that we do have a lot of extreme personal agency in how our life goes. And many times we are not stepping into that personal agency or not acknowledging it too. It's easier to be the rock in a lot of ways, right? You just kind of tumble along and you're like, where life takes me, I will go. Um, And maybe it's not that easy to be the river. You know, that's a large volume of energy. It's a large life force, right? It's a lot of power and responsibility to be the river, which is responsible for, you know, giving life to the communities, to the wildlife, to the people, to the land around it, right? Not everybody wants to be the river. (laughs) There's a lot of agency that can come along with being in river mode. Um, And I first came up with this metaphor years ago, actually, Um, Because it started happening in my personal life. And this is happening in one of my corporate jobs. I had people who reported to me. And I was somehow in the middle of realizing I was shifting from the rock to the river. (laughs) And what was happening was that I was feeling like I didn't understand anything, that I didn't have any agency or say in how work went, that I was at the mercy of other people's calendars. I was at the mercy of other people's demands and visions. And as I was growing in my leadership and in my ability to to have presence and personal agency, I had um, a report, I can't remember if she was a direct report or just sort of a younger person on the team come to me one day and talk about how she was struggling with some of these things. And I realized that what was happening for me was as I took more agency, as I felt comfortable more more and more setting my own vision, um, dictating the terms of how I wanted my team to work, Uh, offering input to how I wanted the vision of the company to be and everything, I told her that we have to think sometimes of the growth that we need in leadership and in life generally, 
to be like the shift from the rock to the river. Um, And when you're becoming the river, it can look like this. It's about setting better boundaries, right? So you're not at the mercy of other people. You know what you need, you state it. And if people can't meet it, you sort of deal with that as it comes and possibly move on, right? You have a vision, right? When you're the rock and you're just like, well, the river is going to take me where I may. The rock doesn't really have a vision. The rock is like just trying to get through the day. (laughs) But the river has a long-term vision, right? Like there are rivers that are, I don't know, tens of thousands of miles long. Maybe I don't understand geography. Um, But there are some pretty big and long rivers right there, right? And so they're coming from the source and they're going all the way, you know, in in some cases, crossing continents and depositing out into the ocean. So there's a long-term ability to the river, right? When we're in river mode, there's personal agency. We don't say things like, well, this is just how it is, or I can't because of this. We say, how can I make this work, right? We have a clarity to our vision, And then we ask ourselves, like, how is this something I can enact? How can I take responsibility here? How can I do this, right? It's the shift from like, this will never work to how could I make this work, right? There's a sense of possibility and openness in the river that the rock doesn't necessarily have. And overall, it's the river is a powerful force. So a lot of what we're talking about here, too, is just stepping into an acknowledgement of how powerful you actually are, right? You can get in touch with your desires, you can state your needs, you can create better boundaries, you can have a clarity of vision, you can step up, speak up, right? And so what I hope today in giving you this metaphor is just the question that you can ask yourself on a regular basis, like, am I being in rock mode? Or am I being in river mode? And it's okay if you're in rock mode, there are seasons of life where we're just going to be in rock mode, and we're going to be like, Jesus, take the wheel, or in this case, river, take the wheel. <laughs> like, I am just going to be battered about by the currents of the river, and I'm not sure exactly where I'm going to be deposited, right? But it's also a question to remind yourself, is there something I'm saying that I can't do here? And is that 100% true, right? How could I take more responsibility? How could I get more creative? How could I bring that creative bitch energy that I've talked about in the past to what I want to do here, right? How can I set stronger boundaries? Where am I outsourcing my power to other people, right? And so those are the questions you can ask yourself. Am I being the rock or am I being the river? And as you tune more and more into being the river and practice being the river, and it's not something that happens overnight, um, it's a really beautiful shift in a way. You, You tune into your essential power and agency and with that comes a responsibility, um, and, and work for sure, but there's also a sense of possibility because you're not hopeless anymore. You're not just the rock that's being tumbled about. There, there is an element of you knowing what you need to do, what you can do, and what you're capable of. And that's a beautiful thing. And I wish that for each of you to understand your um, deep personal power and agency, which each of you absolutely have. And I know it can be hard to access. Um, I know it can be hard to believe. And I know it can feel a little bit scary, right? Like I said, it's probably a little bit easier to be the rock. It's a little bit safer. It's maybe a little scary to be a, you know, a big and powerful river. But I encourage you to step into that sense of being the river little by little as much as you can. And um, yeah, just see where it takes you. So I hope this was an interesting metaphor that might help you as you continue to navigate the ups and downs of this messy human life that we are all in. Um, And I'd love to hear your responses or thoughts to this podcast. You can always DM me at Catherine Andrews on Instagram or email me Catherine at CatherineDAndrews.com. 
Um, I hope you all are well. I'm sending so much love for the week ahead and I'll see you soon. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.